Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. As we saw, and as you can verify when you look up into the sky tonight, there's objects out there and there's space. That's basically what the world consists of. And the two dimensions are within you. And humans have become lost in one. So we are here to realize that dimension. Cannot be realized in the future. It cannot be made into an object of a search because it's here now. moment you're looking for it, you create a future. Now what is future? It's a thought form. Apart from that, there is no future except as a thought form. cannot come except as now. So it's now the arising of space consciousness or the realization of space consciousness is here now. For example, it happens when you acknowledge not only the words that you hear. Acknowledge simply means pay attention. Notice. Just as noticing here, there are two dimensions just the same as when you look up into the sky at night, you will find there are two dimensions. There are the words here and there's a silent space or stillness. in which the words happen.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Eckhart Tolle on the power of now, the importance of being so present so that your thoughts, your words, and your choices can be in alignment with your truth. I've found that when I'm not in truth, I'm coming from a past recording of some unresolved issue, even if it was exceptionally good. Sometimes when it's really, really good, you want more. And so the soul walks around with this feeling that I didn't get enough, I want more, and we still can make choices from that place. And so to give it some thought, the importance of being present to your thoughts, to your words, your feelings, your intentions, your choices match what is absolutely present for you right now, right here. And I just came across our new guest, our guest that's about to join in the air, celebrity chef Spike Mendelson. And folks, if you go to his website, you're going to get hungry. <laughs> the minute you look at his website, you're like, what? That's plant-based food? Anyway, listen, Chef Spike's career has been spanning for nearly three decades and can be described as nothing short of creatively diverse. From chef and restaurateur to television personality, product developer, and consultant and food policy advocate, Chef Spike is a force to be reckoned with in the culinary world. And after making his television debut on Bravo's TV Top Chef, Spike went on to appear on several other cooking-relating shows, including Life After Top Chef, Iron Chef America, Late Night Chef Fight, and Beat Bobby Flay. He also hosted Midnight Feast and Food Network's Kitchen Sink. He's no stranger to mixing things up in the kitchen. He's going to enjoy cooking with Sister Gita one day, who likes to dance in the kitchen while she cooks. Now with the opening of Plant Burger located in the Whole Foods store in Silver Spring, Maryland, fans of Spike's culinary creation can create their heart out with delicious plant-based burgers, shakes, and more. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Chef Spike Mendelson. Can I tell you that when I looked on your website, I got so hungry. Spike, what are you doing to us? Jeez. That's not right. That's illegal. Uh, that's the sign of a that's the sign of a good website. If you walk away hungry, that's good. They're doing their job. How did you start this? I am so sure you were not born with a plant based diet and maybe like me, you and I used to run to McDonalds or Burger King and thinking that was like the best piece of you know, a moment in our lives, the best of sliced bread. What was it that got you into this? Please tell us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, I did cherish those moments with my grandmother when she used to take me to McDonald's, you know, and get the happy yeah. meal. So I know exactly what you're know exactly what you're talking about. I'm no stranger to the the burger world. Uh, you know, as you know, I opened up Good Stuff Eatery uh, with my family about 12 years ago now in uh, in mm-hmm. Capitol Hill. And when we set out to do that, we set out to build a better burger than better burger than McDonald's. And this is just another evolution of my experience in the burger world. You know, I, I met a uh, a really great uh, person uh, called Seth Goldman, which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was the uh, CEO of Honest Tea and the founder. Yeah. And, you know, we were on a food policy panel in D.C. together, and he kind of snuck uh, this little cooler of burgers under my seat and said, I heard you're the burger box. Why don't you take these home and let me know what you think? And so my wife... It was vegan, so, you know, uh, we, we cooked them up uh, on the grill, and they were absolutely delicious, and the, the texture was fantastic, and I hadn't really known about the product too much more than just what I had cooked and eaten at that time, but, I, you know, I was very curious and, and just emailed them the next day, and uh, 
that's kind of how I started getting involved a little bit more with the plant-based movement. The funny thing is I had tried forever to make a veggie burger that was just as delicious as an animal protein burger, Mm -hmm. uh, especially because I'm a a burger guy and at the house, you know, I wanted to (laughs) eat burgers with my wife and my kid and, you know, but I always kind of like failed a little bit. It was always like a fava bean burger or a mushroom burger, or it was just like, you know, these other things that were, you know, they they didn't quite nail it. So um, this product was amazing. And, um, you know, I started working with Beyond Meat and learning more about their company and about their mission. And I got very interested, and uh, that's how Plant Burger essentially was born. We we just decided to, to say, hey, let's, uh, you know, open up a delicious burger, a burger restaurant that just happens to be 100% made from plants. You know, we're not trying to be, you know, super vegan or you're vegetarian or, you know, anything really other than just a delicious burger place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it good. was uh, definitely a great challenge trying to figure out because I'm never going to do anything that I don't really believe in myself or I don't believe right. tastes delicious. So mm-hmm. that was like one of the, the challenges was just like, well, how can we make sure like the cheese and the bun and the toppings and everything is, is really delicious. And, and that's kind of how our partnership with Whole Foods to launch our first plan burger really kind of made this so much more interesting because as everyone knows, their value on sourcing ingredients is top notch. And for us, kind of folding into their mix really gave us, uh, an, you know, the whole team an education on the type of sourcing that we were really wanting to be. And therefore, we're very transparent on what we use because we only use the best ingredients and we have nothing to hide. And, you know, this is a holistically really organic whole foods uh, concept. So, Well, good for you and congratulations because I know this isn't, like what we say in India, going to your auntie's home, it's not so quick. It's not so easy. You've got to come up with some thoughts. You've got to be kind of innovative. I'm sure there were a lot of successes, but also many failures. And I'd be curious, how did President Barack Obama like your burger? <laughs> uh, well, I, I think, you know, I have to say, you know, the uh, the plate came back empty. So I don't know if uh, it was Secret Service had to eat it for him or not, but uh, the uh, the plate came back empty. And we'll That's a good that. sign. That's uh, a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, great. we got to get it now to President Donald Trump and see if he likes it too, because I know he loves his yeah. meat burgers. He, for those he, of does. Us who, he does. Yeah, right? So if he gets changed around, that'll be a powerful gift to the planet. You know, just recently, we celebrated the holidays for Thanksgiving. We're moving into, you know, the ending of the year. And I was at a family's home, and our mascot puppy, Happy, is a vegetarian dog against the wish of her vet. I mean, he's like, you're killing this dog. Give this dog some meat. (laughs) But anyway, poor Happy ended up going to this house that had turkey and ham. That dog went wild, Spike. I mean, she was just all over the place. Like, what is this? This smells great. Even Uh, if it was just such a funny scene. And I think a lot of us might just need a little education on, you know, what is plant-based burgers? I mean, that doesn't really come from a plant. Are, or are there certain, you know, ingredients that you just put in that, you know, has a little bit of plant in it? Could you educate me a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, specifically the burger that we have at, at um, Plant Burger is a, a Beyond Meat patty. 
And, you know, for those out there that aren't too familiar with the Beyond Meat Patty, uh, they, they have a great website that you can go learn everything about. But essentially, it's made out of a pea protein and uh, beets and potatoes and uh, pomegranates for some of the color. So it's a mixture of variety of, you know, uh, their own recipe on different type of, uh, of plants. And the, the pea protein is turned into an isolate, so powder. And then they, they process this delicious, you know, meat-like burger. And that's what it's made out of. You know, it's very different from Impossible Burger, which is, um, you know, one of the things that we're really kind of proud of at Plant Burger is that we're soy-free. And uh, Impossible Patty, which would be the other huge competitor in the space, is, you know, is a GMO-driven uh, soy patty, essentially. And uh, we're really happy to be free and clear of any soy. It's one of the more popular things that we hear at the restaurant is, you know, I'm so happy uh, this is soy-free. So. Mm-hmm. So that's yes, what it's made out of. Oh, good, yeah. good. It all sounds good. So have you found that the demand for plant-based diets is increasing? Because I've seen that a lot of people I'm meeting now are opening up plant-based restaurants. They're doing even a plant-based diet for their animals. Uh, why do you think yeah. there's a, an upsurge for this particular area of dieting? Well, you know, I think I – think you know, the world and the food system has a great way of writing itself. You know, sometimes the system is in uh, imbalance. So, you know, from a larger belief, you know, I think this is kind of the planet just trying to shift itself a little bit more towards, you know, uh, not just completely plant-based, but just, you know, a little bit more diversity in the human diet, uh, which I think is great for the planet. And, you know, I think a lot of people see a lot of benefits from going plant-based for whatever reason it is. I think everyone's construction is very personal to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes a a plant-based diet isn't very, you know, uh, effective for some humans. So, you know, I think for me, the overall thing is just being more like a flexitarian. There's a new term out Mm -hmm. there, or maybe it's been around forever and I'm new to it, but, you know, just... Everything in moderation, you know, and, you know, uh, again, there's extremists that go completely vegan or vegetarian. We don't want to call them extremists. They just, that's what they choose to do. But, you know, I I just think it's a little bit more of balance. Um, You know, I think the other thing is the byproduct of plant-based is it seems to have a a good effect on the environmental footprint, you know, and climate change. So even some of the choices you make on what you put in your mouth is kind of like a vote. You know, you're kind of like voting on what you choose to eat sometimes. Uh, So, you know, we have a great slogan called Eat the Change, uh, which is basically, you know, is that, you know, just, you know, by choosing to eat plant-based diet or a plant burger, essentially you're, you know, investing your money into bettering the planet. And, uh, you know, we truly believe in, in that kind of belief on who we are as a company. And I think that's one of the other major factors on, uh, you know, another reason on why people are talking plant-based a lot more. You know, I have chefs and buddies that, you know, if you asked me five, ten years ago if they would ever even touch any type of plant-based concept, including myself, <laughs> it'd be, you know, I don't know what kind of answer you'd get out of us. But, but, <laughs> you'd uh, be like, you got to be would, out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, it would be a little bit of a rated answer, I'm sure. But, you know, like such is life. You know, I have a three-year-old beautiful little boy and you know you know i look at our food system i think the other thing is you know getting involved with food policy you know as from a chef perspective a lot more in in the most recent years has really had like an effective change on the way i look at our industry 
and our food system and how those two can kind of work together, you know, how chefs can drive policy through the choices they make in business. Let's talk about that because the D.C. Central Kitchen, you are the chef ambassador and contributor. And, you know, there is an important factor going on that there is a political side of food and food equity. And a lot of us just aren't educated chefs, Mike. And even before I became a vegetarian, I didn't even have education about the benefits of vegetarianism. I just became a vegetarian because an experience within my soul just overtook me. And I just consciously did not feel like I want to contribute to the hurting of an animal. I had no judgment against anyone else who continued because I've been there. But it was something within me. So that's one thing. But now food has become so political. This whole thing with GMO, it's a huge political thing. With all these things and ingredients that they're putting in food to get us addicted to the food, there's a lot going on. So what are some solutions for ending, let's say, you know, hunger or ending the political, perhaps, injustices that are taking place in how certain foods are getting on the shelves, and we are just in the dark, not knowing really what we're eating anymore. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a big question. I'm not sure I have all the the answers, but, you know, to start, I think, you know, having open conversations with each other, I think we hear this on many different policy matters in our government and and what we're faced with these days. And just kind of, uh, you know, being able to, to keep that conversation bipartisan you know i think there's a notion you know that food should be a privilege instead of treated as a right and i think that's something we need to completely reverse you know and i think one of the the great thing you know one of the great ways to do that is uh, you know for instance in dc you know our mayor mayor bowser about a couple years ago enacted the the food policy council legislation which I thought was really fantastic. It was the first time D.C. ever had a food policy council. And basically that's a piece of legislation which is uh, challenged with uh, the idea of fixing our food system and making it equitable for all, not just people that could afford it. So in D.C. we we concentrate on urban farming, sustainable agriculture, uh, food deserts, right? These are many of the, the places where they have a grocery gap or they don't even have a grocery store. And we try to break down the hurdles that stand in the way of us having a better food system. So, uh, you know, we're really proud of some of the work we've done. You can go check some of the website the website, and see what we're up to. Beautiful. Right now we're very much concentrating on fixing the grocery gap in Ward 7 and 8 in, in Anacostia. But you see food policy councils actually all throughout the United States. And I think more of these councils emerging in these cities are going to be really great for us to, you know, to keep pushing, yes. uh, you know, a better food system. Yeah, I was on, I was on the Hill the other day petitioning uh-huh. uh, against uh, taking away uh, school meals. You know, you know, right. well, I think what was proposed there affects about 1.5 million children. And, you know, we definitely have to not affect our school lunch because that's, I mean, listen, that's like what kids need, right? A lot of kids, this is the one time in their, their day that they, they have the opportunity to have a good meal, you know, yes, uh, yes. which is quite sad sometimes but and you know we can't take that opportunity away from them and uh you know it just affects how kids learn and so you know school meals is something that's super important to us in dc and it should be all over the rest of the united states as well and 
you know, that's, that's a big issue. So, but there's many, you know, and going back to the fact, I think it's really important that both sides sit together and talk over these issues. You know, I just yeah. had a, a bipartisan Thanksgiving in my restaurant on Capitol Hill uh, last week where uh, members of Congress from the Republican side and Democratic and liberals all came to the restaurant and sat together over uh, a huge a meal. Uh, Thanksgiving good. meal at Good Stuff Eatery and just had open conversations about what was happening. And it was just great to see that happening. And we need to see more of that. You know, people, you know, sitting together, ironically, over a, a delicious meal, talking about our food system. So, Yes, I, I mean, I just heard recently that the administration perhaps has curtailed some new rules where maybe 3.7 million might lose SNAP benefits, which will be almost a million kids. And we're going to need to do something. So let us know whatever we can do to support and try to reverse that or make it maybe a better offering. I don't know. I mean, America has yeah. changed so much, right? We've changed a lot, or maybe this is what we've always been. I don't know, and that's just surfacing because it was swept under the rug. I don't know. I don't have an answer as yet. But I do know yeah. that there are so many good people in our country that we need to not be very silent at times and we need to really allow our voice and our actions to help each other. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... I agree with you. It's it's a big issue. I think for me, I, I always like to encourage people to concentrate on the future rather than kind of dwell on right. the past mm-hmm. and how we've gone here. I think sometimes I believe we are where we are because this is where we're supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason, if you look back at even, you know, the simple idea of like when we were at war, you know, World War One and Two, and how uh, we need to to amend on how we grow food and what our food system was like. Then we started doing, you know, uh, all sorts of preservatives in our food and all sorts of canning and became a very industrialized thing in the United States, you know, because the people that during a war controlled the best food management, you know, won the wars, right? So, you know, and then, you know, then the war was over and then we were just left with all all these, you know, this, this industry and, you know, this way of, of living. And, and now I think it's time slowly but surely that we go back to a little bit more of an ancient way on how we looked at food, you know, a lot more localized. I think you've, you've seen that over the many years, you know, uh, go local, go organic. So, you know, I think the system is writing itself, the food system, that is. Mm-hmm. I think it takes time. It doesn't happen in one big step. But that's why plant-based diets and all these other things that, that are super trendy and are coming out and I think that's the effective change we're looking for. So, I get that. I come from a family of restauranteurs, and they had a five-star restaurant in Coconut Grove, Florida. It's all vegetarian. The Harry Krishnas used to come by and eat at our restaurant because we didn't cook with garlic and onions because we were also <laughs> allergic to it. So does your food also have, you know, is it without garlic and onions? What about folks that might have certain allergic reaction to stuff like that? Do you have special dishes that actually folks can order and say, you know, I can't do garlic and onions? Well, for specifically uh, plant burger, we have no garlic in most of our items. I think, yeah, we're garlic-free as far as our, uh, you know, we make this mushroom bacon for one of our burgers, which is delicious. There's no garlic in that. I mean, we're pretty friendly when it comes to allergies because, you know, we're vegan, obviously. We're also mm-hmm. soy-free. 
And then if someone has a gluten allergy, we have a Swiss chard wrap. And we're mm. also kosher. So for those, you know, who are have a kosher diet, we're kosher. Uh, the only onion that we have actually is something that we can, uh, you know, leave off of the burger. But we do like a nice little delicious onion caramelized schmear is what I right. like to call it. And we, we put that on top of every burger. It's kind of like one of our signature things. But you can ask, you know, some people don't like that, so they ask for it without. It's something but, else. Yeah, but we're very friendly. Even like, you know, we have a soft serve, which is dairy-free. Uh, we use oats, uh, you know, fresh oats to make our own soft serve. So we have a homemade soft serve. Strawberry and chocolate is what we have right now in the machine. But, but yeah, so there's there's that item as well. And, yeah, and then all our everything that we fry in is a rice flour. So, you know. Oh, Anyone that has a gluten allergy, uh, there's no flour in our fryer or on any of our products. So, Now, do you do catering? Yes, absolutely. We love catering. Our product travels really well. People seem to really enjoy it. We've already done a couple uh, local catering dinners. We right. even threw a vegan Thanksgiving last week for uh, one of the local synagogues. So we're great. You know, we're, we're ready to go. And, and we're also doing Grubhub and Uber Eats, you know, all those outlets as well. So... We're trying to be, uh, you know, a little bit everywhere. We're we're actually located inside Silver Spring, inside the Whole Foods, and mm-hmm. you know, you're not too far from the, of, you're not too far from the Meditation Museum, which is on Georgia we're Avenue. We're not too far so from gonna, the Meditation. We're going to come by exactly. and see, and I'm going to tell everybody about you. Why not? Yes, we'd love that, and we'd come mm-hmm. we'd come to you too. So you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do a I cooking use a little segment. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So listen, I know what it takes to be in a kitchen all the time because of my parents watching them being in the kitchen for so many years running their restaurants and the organizing, the ordering of the food fresh every day, the cooking every day, the taking care of the staff, the cleaning up, the making sure things are spot on so everything gets passed if an inspector were to come and visit the space. How do you manage? How do you take care of you sometimes? And then you have a three-year-old. That doesn't make it any easier. But <laughs> how are you taking care of yourself inside? <laughs> well, you know, well, first of all, I have great support system. Uh, I mean, you know, for one, my wife Cody, she's she's amazing with our our little guy. She, you know, she kind of holds that part down for us. But I, I do get to enjoy a really great time with them uh, and play sports and. You know, I have another restaurant that I also is near my home called Vim and Victor. Uh, we have plant-based mm-hmm. items on the menu as well there. It's not completely you know, that, but that's a lot of fun for me because uh, I like being, you know, an athlete. So, I, you know, I play pickup basketball games. I'm on a, on a hockey team over there. And, you know, I get to go into my restaurant and work, and then I get, get to go play a game of hockey or swim in the, uh, you know, they have a huge Olympic-sized pool there or, and a water park, so I take my kid to the water park. So, you know, I find some, I find a good balance in my life. One of my pleasures in life is surfing uh, the river here in Great Falls and getting in the water whenever I can. So, you know, that's beautiful. You have to force yourself to take time off. You know, yeah. I believe it's very important to. I mean, listen, you know, work as hard as you want, but make sure you find time to uh, enjoy yourself. And mm-hmm. of course, your family. Exactly. So, and then we got. Yeah, we got a great support system, you know. So it's it's not just me. We have you know the Goldman family, which are our founders of Plant Burger. Uh, uh, their son Jonah, 
has a great food policy background and marketing background. He's running, you know, running with Plant Burger. Got a great guy, a great chef at Plant Burger, uh, Mike Coletti, which you know bounces back and forth from Vim and Victor and and Plant Burger and and just great people. You know, if you surround yourself by people that that you enjoy being around, uh, work is is work is a lot easier. Uh, so it's a uh, you know it's a great thing. Well, thank you for sharing that because I know that especially for folks who are passionate about what they do, I know that serves them. When you have found your call. It serves you, and that's your success, no doubt. But then there are the stresses yeah. of other things that sometimes comes along. You know, I don't know why this thought was coming in my head while you were talking. I go, wouldn't it be cool you do, like, happy potatoes? Um, <laughs> you know, when you, start to name, when you start to name your food, like, um, titles that just make people feel, like, really upbeat, like, you know, meditative uh, pizza. <laughs> So can you imagine when you're, yeah, imagine when you're creating the food, it's like, oh, my God, this is a meditation pizza, so I'm going to make sure I put that vibe over it. (laughs) You might have to come out with one, the meditation pizza, the the mind over matter shake. Exactly, mind over matter pizza, that's it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. There you go. There you go. Look, is there like a special, (laughs) I love it, it just came up when you were talking. Um, Chef Spike, thank you for what you're doing and to save animals and to make our bodies healthier and our minds happier too. I think it's so important and we're so glad that you found your passion and wishing you and your family and your friends so much continued success. We're definitely going to come out and see you and leave us with a message perhaps that you'd love our listeners to really feel inspired by today and also the best website. Yes, you know, my message would be Let's work on making food a right, not a privilege for those who are in need. And uh, from a business perspective right now, eat the change you wish to see in the world. Love it. Wow. Best website? Yes. The website is PLNT Burger. So www.plntburger.com. Beautiful. Chef Spike, thank you so much. All the very best. Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm, You're welcome. Take care. Lovely. So now everyone's got a new restaurant to go to. And for more information, go to Plant Burger. That's P-L-N-T. Okay, so forget the A. P-L-N-T-Burger.com or visit ChefSpike.com and find out what a wonderful, what a wonderful soul. Your heart just goes out to just folks who have just found their passion And I can bet you there's a whole lot more to Chef Spike, too, which we didn't even get to cover. Maybe I'll invite him on for part two to hear some of the private stuff of his journey and how he actually morphed into this experience. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. Remember, absolutely no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same, so let's do that. It makes no sense that we keep hurting one another. It's time for us to show up with the love that we are and make this planet a much better place. Here is Natim Kaur, people of love. Take care, everyone. Be well.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.